week, we're focusing on one of the biggest outlays for your wedding, but one of the most important decisions you need to make too. Who is going to be your photographer? Smile for the camera. Welcome to the icing on the cake. Plan your perfect wedding day here in the UK. This is the icing on the cake with Zoe Binning. I've helped lots of lovely brides and grooms get ready for their big day. And now I'm here to help you prepare for the wedding you've been dreaming about. Expect hints, tips, do's and don'ts on how to plan the best possible wedding day right here in the UK. Today we're talking photos and what you need to be thinking about when booking your wedding photographer and also whether you actually need a wedding photographer. In this episode, I'm joined by two awesome photographers, Roz and Kirsty, who together run Roz and Kirsty Photography, based in Swansea. Hello, ladies. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having us. Ah, thanks for coming in. It's fab to have you here. So, tell me, first of all, how long have you been wedding photographers? So, we've started out around eight years ago, Uh um, and we did part-time for about three years, um, working alongside our full-time jobs and having children as well. And then five years ago, we took the plunge and went full-time. We've been living the dream ever since. And talk us through some of the most memorable wedding days you've had so far. Yeah, it's a bit hard to sort. We're really lucky. All of our bride and grooms are amazing. And I know that sounds cliched, but they really are. Like, um, they're just like-minded people, young, up for it, you know. Lots of fun. Yeah. Yeah. So, in the first episode of this podcast series, I made the point that wedding photography is one of the absolute key elements of any wedding day. Um, and definitely something that needs to get booked up pretty early. Yeah, we sort of work um, about two years in advance. Really? After your venue um, and the ceremony um, venue, we then say it's the photographer. Cause then, then things like sort of um, flowers, cakes and things like that, that can be booked a bit closer to the time. But it's the far out in advance is the photographer, really. Okay. I got two comments that I hear quite a lot and I thought we could tackle those first because I'm sure you've heard them both as well so it'd be really good to get your you know your response on them yeah the first one is photographers are too expensive and I'm not paying all that money just to have someone take a few photos of me Mm, (laughs) (laughs) Um, I would say it's one of the most important things to spend your money on your photography because it's the only thing that you're going to physically have that's tangible at the end of your wedding and It'll be um, an amazing record of all your friends and family that you get together in the one place on that amazing day. To document it properly is really important. And your children's children will be looking at it for years to come, probably. The other, the other thing I hear quite a lot um, and probably strikes fear into every wedding supplier's heart is, I've got a friend who's a photographer. They said they're going to do it. I had a friend, actually, who had a friend photograph their wedding. And it was, although she did a fabulous job at certain parts, she missed key moments and missed, um, couldn't, didn't have the organisation knowledge or um, experience to sort out the group, which is massive. It's a massive part of the wedding to organise the group photos. And um, if you've got a friend doing that, I guarantee it won't, be, it won't go smoothly because it's... Um, it's taken us a long time to get that right, hasn't it, Ros? Absolutely, yeah. It's a fine balance between getting what the bride and groom would like, so photographs with their particular relatives that they've, they've given us um, a list of, or um, groups of friends. And in order to do that, it, it takes a lot of organisation. And over the years, we've picked up experience on how to do that swiftly, smoothly. Um, and that's just one element of the day. You know, we, we're with the brides from getting ready all the way through to the first dance. So during that during that whole day, there's different skills that are being called on at different points. Um, so 
Yeah, and your friend, if your friend was, you know, friend is photographing that, they'll literally, you know, you are working and um, to be able to enjoy it and have that pressure, I'd say just don't do it. Don't, don't do it. It is hard, <laughs> isn't it? Because ultimately they're a guest and they're going to want to have a drink and there Absolutely. might come a point where they've... They can't take the photos they're, they're, anymore. They've, they've forgotten that they were there to take photos. <laughs> yeah. but, yeah. but it's right, because about the key points, what, what happens if they've gone to the bar or they've gone to the toilet, they're chatting to somebody yeah, and completely miss the cake cutting or the, whatever it may be. Roz and I were constantly watching the bride and groom um, from afar. Obviously, that sounds a bit stalkery. But uh, <laughs> we're constantly watching, just knowing what's coming up next and, you know, liaising with people like yourself so and yeah. and the venue you know people that work at the venue to know what's coming and I think just to sort of do that on a whim would be um a bit of a mistake I think so <clears throat> based on obviously what we've just been talking about why do you think people do cut corners on photography I don't know I don't know whether people get carried away with um when they're planning a wedding all the extra bits that they get sort of sucked into almost um and visuals almost isn't it like the the little detail of yeah. it the detail the styling that you know yes that's very important absolutely but your photography is is capturing that day for you so that is is crucial as opposed to spending the money on your centerpieces or a favor that the actual excuse me the, the actual guests do they really really appreciate that a favor over putting that extra few hundred pounds towards your photography which is what you're going to have for the rest of your life this mm-hmm. day and age people are taking photos all the time aren't they you know selfies oh, everyone's got their phones out all the time but actually there's a there's a stark contrast between taking a f- few photos on your phone getting lucky with the light and the you know that filtering the it. composition <laughs> of the, yeah and then actually having a you know um a professional camera taking a photograph it's, it's completely different within our package we've tried to capture that and then um, at the end of our uh, album we put in friends and family photos and although they're fantastic for the fact that they're fun at the end of seeing things that we probably shouldn't see at the end of the wedding that's happening um you know it's it's a stark difference you can tell exactly where our photos end and those photos begin so um yeah it's something you need to spend that money on i think Mm. So, what would you say then are the key pointers that couples need to consider when they're picking their photographer? Key, key is do you, you know get on with that? Do you get on with that photographer? Do you like their work and do you get on with them? That's massive. We always say, you know, to our brides, don't you know you need to that's you need to go away from this meeting, have a really good think about it. Never book on a meeting, you know. Always go away have a really good think. Did we like them? You know, did we gel with them? Sometimes you will, sometimes you won't. Um, and obviously the photos, that's a, that's a given. That's why you've had that meeting with them in the first place is because you like their work. Um, and just really find out what, you know, how they how they visualise a wedding day and what they kind, you know, what they see it as being, you know. Cause some photographers will spend hours on a photo shoot of, shoot of just the bride and groom mm. and that might be your thing or in our case that's very much not our thing. We like to take photos of what's actually happening Um you know, in real time. Yes, we might set up photos here and there, but that is so quick. We, we mm. always try and do that so quickly. And talk to them right way through, really get a vibe of them and just have fun because it's their wedding day and it's not a photo shoot. And it's also, mm. um, you've got to visualise how they would interact with all your guests as well because a lot of um, our work includes not only working with the bride and groom, but it's actually the whole wedding party. So yeah. you, you could be interacting with like over 100 people at one go and you've got to get them 
to be where you need them to be in a happy happy to happy mode yeah with a smile on their faces so you know it's it's a fine balance um but i think we've mastered that now we've got to a stage now where we kind of know how to sort of interact with different people different types of people isn't it because you can't treat everyone the same because there's a whole mixture of people at weddings isn't there so uh it's a fine balance but i think we've got there now yeah absolutely it's true isn't it because when I when I talk to my couples about meeting a photographer I always say to them just meet a couple because you it the best photographer in the world if you don't gel with them you don't get on with them you're mm. you're not going to be relaxed in front of them and they're yeah. going to struggle to get decent shots of you um, but yeah but it's, it's a good point as well about considering your family and your friends and, and who would they respond well to yeah. as well because you've got to get them all on side of the news yeah, so, yeah. we hear some horror stories obviously being in the industry that we're in um, but we hear some awful stories, don't we, about photographers that have been really rude to members of members of people's family, and obviously we just don't understand that because you're there to. Yeah. That is all part of your job as photographers to make sure that everyone around you is having a good time. Because mm. if people aren't having a good time around you, you haven't got very good photos. So you know, it's a it's a key point for us, isn't it? So, what sort of styles of photography are there out there? Because you know we kind of hear words like reportage or contemporary or traditional and and maybe people don't really necessarily understand what all of those are yeah I think I wouldn't get too hung up on putting them into boxes I think when you're looking for your photographer you just need to look at the photos um and see if you like the whole all of the photos so go from getting ready through to the first dance don't just look at a little snippet that um they've allowed you to see on social media or um at a, at a wedding show or things like that actually look at the full day's coverage because they might album, be isn't it it's really important to look at the whole album because uh photographers could take hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of photos on a day um so it's quite easy to choose your favorite four and put those on social media and look like superstar but um to to be able to show a whole album it needs to be a really good album so just look at those albums really and mm. and have a look because a lot of photographers go over they might be contemporary but also quite arty absolutely yeah. yeah throughout the day it lends itself to different parts of photography during the day as we spoke about earlier with group photography that's a much more set up type of situation um and then you've got your couple photos which could be a lot more arty mm. um more documentary when you're doing the speeches, speeches people arriving at the <clears throat> church so it's it's good to have a good mix really and not be too focused on what type of photography you'd like, more like, what do you like? Yeah, Keep it simple. In terms of traditional kind of shots, because in the past, you know, my parents' photo album was really oh. all just, you know, the posed shots. And, and we, we're definitely moving away from that. But people still want, obviously, some shots with particular groups and setups of, you know, yeah. of, of guests. What's the sort of what's the right and wrong way of doing it what's a good sort of way of doing it so what we do with our brides is that we and grooms obviously we would have a meeting before the wedding and run through um exactly what they would like so we obviously capture the day as it's happening as it's unraveling so you know you do get your traditional sort of um coming down the aisle photographs um both leaving as their married couple and then we sort of ask them then you know where do you want to go for just your couple photos um what kind of group shots would you like and are there any sort of traditional ones that you'd like? So we had one bride and groom that had um, their actual parents' photograph on their wedding day, and they wanted to replicate it because they got married in the exact same church. Oh wow! 
that's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. So that was, so we did that for them. So we it was just outside the door, wasn't it? Yeah. It was, and it was really um, cute. they were kind of holding hands, and it was the cutest photo. And then in the album, we put the original photo next to the one that's that we took. Brilliant. That's really yeah, nice. That was, yeah. yeah. It's really, really special. Cute. Yeah. We, we do get a lot of brides saying that they don't want the setup photos now, mm-hmm. um, which we totally understand. Um, but to be able to stand in next to, say, your mum and dad and your groom's mum and dad all at the same time without your backs to the camera probably isn't going to happen. Um, so you have to you have to set that photo up and then just let them do their little thing in the positions that you put them. So the way that we do it, we do it very naturally and just say to them, just have a little chat, you know, have a little chat and... And that all that all sort of real expressions come out of that. So that's the way that we've tackled that really of um, the new take of group photos. Uh, Roz and I also do this other crazy little thing, don't we? Mm. Um, <laughs> and we call it the Vogue shot, and uh, it's a moving shot, uh, and it's just lots of fun, really, mm. isn't and it? It's usually with the bridal party, so it's usually yeah. the ushers, the bridesmaids, and the bride and groom, um, and they all love it. This is space for everyone to get their own little expressions in and their own personality. We draw it out to them, really. So, when do you tend to do that? Do you tend to do that when you're doing the formal shots, or do you tend to do it sort of later in the evening, or when's the best time? We kind of mix it up depending on what's happening in the day and the time constraints. Um, Lighting, lighting, weather. There's a lot of elements that we sort of work around, don't we? Mm. So, we're constantly looking. obviously checking the weather constantly so it might be that you know you've got beautiful sunshine then you've got a little bit of rain just when you don't need it um so we just either push it forward or you know do it later in the evening that kind of we're really flexible with yeah. that aren't we and we always get a sort of list of priorities from the bride and groom as well as to you know if it is a rainy day this is what's you know going to be possible um and we always have a wet plan and a sunny plan as well to cover all bases yeah, definitely. I think that's the one thing is you do have to be really flexible, don't you? Because yeah, you can, you especially in this country, you can absolutely kind of gauge yeah. where it's going to go. Which again is brings it back to the point of this is why you need a professional in on the day to take the photographs because an inexperienced person they might be very good at taking photographs, but in that situation, it, it, it's a different it's a different ball game. Yeah, and you've only yeah. got that one time to get it right, haven't you? Absolutely. absolutely. And you've always got you're always up against time, so. Um, the bride and groom aren't as, as aware of it as sure. what we are. So we're you're sort aware of, of like me coming out going, oh, you've got, you've got 20 minutes. <laughs> I'm all done because I'm going to sit down for dinner. Yeah. 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 So you've always got to, you know, keep your eye on the time. Um, you've got to look at what you've still got left to do. Um, and we, we're sort of, um, what's that analogy where you're like a swan? So you're very peaceful along the mm-hmm. surface and then you're like, get like mad at the back underneath. So we're always sort of like looking at what the list we've got left to do and then double checking that we're going to get everything that the bride and groom want to do before they have to go in for speeches or into the dining room. So what do you recommend in terms of, because I, sometimes I'll have couples who'll have like one or two group shots. Sometimes I'll have couples with 20 kind of group shots. Yeah. What would you say is about a maximum, a sensible maximum? We say to them, you know, you don't want to spend all day to have photos. You certainly don't want to do that. We try and limit it down to about 40 minutes don't we yeah um and that's including time to get people in and out yeah so so having drinks in between that go and find somebody in the toilets or at the bar or (laughs) (laughs) yeah but we say like it's it's your wedding day so if you want to stand there and have photographs all day long that's absolutely fine by us because you know we are there for them but we just kind of manage their expectations as to say okay actually this is what you would like that's quite a substantial list and it's going to take this much amount of time are there any you know there any there that you would like to maybe 
not have or can we group some of them together or are you happy standing there for that many for that long to, yeah. to go through them all it's people are varied i think that's the point isn't it because quite a lot of the time they have this long list but actually on the day they're like oh god i'm absolutely yeah. sick of standing here yeah. smiling for this length of time for these many yeah. kind of shots and yeah. and without being in that situation they probably oh certainly that's right i need 10 photos i can stand there for 10 photos but it's the time as you say finding people bringing them in getting everyone set up and it can go on and on can't we have um a meeting a meeting that we have about a week or two before the wedding and we really highlight all of this as part of our you know just to make the bride really visualize get and groom sorry i keep leaving out the poor visualize that day and just really get in that space we literally walk them through the whole day of you know kind of what's going to be happening and when mm. so there's no surprises um on the day really mm. and we can kind of say <clears throat> that if you visualize it you've just come out of the church you say hello to a few people then you go off and you bride on bride and groom photos and then you whisk back to the venue, then you're straight into your group photos because you've got only a certain amount of time before the meal is going to be served. But you haven't really had a, yeah, had a relax and just people, chill yeah. and talk to people at that drink. point. So that's where they kind of go, oh, right, OK, and we do actually make them think about it. But then on a balance, we also want to give them everything that they want. So. Sure, definitely. Yeah, so. Yeah. so you obviously work as a duo. Mm-hmm. Um, how many photographers do you need? How many photographers, you know, what are the what are the benefits of having one or two or the drawbacks? Give me a, an idea. <laughs> we only have a work um, with Roz and I, as you just said. Um, we only work together, so uh, a bit like Ant and Deck. Um, <laughs> so I couldn't really answer you on this, you know, the working solo. Um, Roz and I get so much coverage of the day by the two of us being there. Um, we get two different aspects of it we're using different lenses um you know one's at the front one's at the back of venues so we're really getting in the middle of everything it's much easier to to do that for us the, mm. the way that we do it isn't it Roz? yeah absolutely and not to say then though that it's you know it's a bad thing that there's only one photographer that could work absolutely fine and that's the way that they you know carry out their working day and that's absolutely fine too so again, I just go back to the fact that do you like their photos, mm. you know, and and do you get on with them? So that and that's that's the crux of it all. I think that's what it always comes back to. Yeah, I think it's nice, as you say, with the two of you. Then obviously, one can follow the bride getting ready, the other can follow the groom getting mm. ready. And you know, I know when we worked together recently on a wedding, obviously you were at the front, Roz, mm. Kirsty, you were at the back, that's and right, yeah. you know got the sort of all the different angles there, which is really nice. Yeah. yeah. And do you tend to work in a similar way? So do you tend to but Ros, do you tend to do one type of shot, and Kirsty, yeah. do you tend to do another type? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We, yeah, we just over the years have sort of found our little way into that. Yeah. I can just give Ros a little look in the eye, and she knows exactly what I'm thinking that she needs to be on the other side of something, or yeah. vice versa. And uh, sounds like my boss then. <laughs> kind of man, really. <laughs> it's funny we've got like this unspoken kind of like language that we and we know what we're doing now because we've been to well over a hundred weddings, you know. So we we just love love every minute of it but um we know exactly what we've got to do it looks completely different through our lenses as well so i can be doing something and she'd be thinking what is she doing but then actually it looks completely different on my camera compared than to what it would do if kirsty was yeah. working the same way i mean i guess there is probably a cost implication though for to having two photographers rather than just having one so i suppose do you find sort of people if they're on more of a budget they would tend to probably just pick one or not necessarily not necessarily i'd say because um if you looked at, say, what we charge compared to other photographers in the market, um, there are, we're sometimes we're cheaper than um, somebody who is just on their own. 
So that's not necessarily an indication of that you're, you're paying a premium because there's two. So it's you're paying the cost as well for the editing, which is um, it's probably about ninety percent of our work is editing. Um, so that you've got the, the day, the fabulous day where we're both there having having a ball, um, and then we go home obviously and do that. So there's only one of us doing the editing for one wedding. So cost wise, it's not it shouldn't be that much more expensive to get two than one because it's not double the amount of work Absolutely. for the whole process. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And we just work together because we like it. <laughs> we can't imagine going to a wedding without each other. So it's like we bounce off each other. We get the reactions off the people that we're working with. So that's why we choose to do that. Yes, we could probably make a lot more money um, and be booked up doubly because we have to turn brides down all the time um, because they want us. But we refuse to split up um, and do two weddings on the one day because we think, no, they've booked Ros and Kirsty. So that and that's what we want to deliver to them. But it's going back to what you were saying about gelling with your yeah. photographer and everything. You 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 together kind of come as a package, don't you? And that's that's kind of part of the deal, isn't it? Yeah, so absolutely. Uh, and that's yeah. why they're booking you. What about engagement shoots then? Because this is something that often, well, some some couples will choose to have, some mm-hmm. won't have, um, some might not even know what it is. Um, do, mm. do you mind? Save you your money. Save your money. <laughs> we are not fans. We're no, not fans. Not. Are you not? Really no, not. not. Um, just because you have so many photos taken on your, uh, we, as we say, we have two, so we have two meetings with the bride and groom before the wedding. Um, first when they first initially book, so we they have an inquiry. We meet them, we show them the albums, we go through all of that. A, a second meeting, meeting is more detailed, and we go through, you know, we walk them through their wedding day. Um, and the engagement shoot, although I can see some people wanting it just to meet and just to see whether you do actually, you know, gel with your photographer, but. You're committed at that point anyway. You are committed. And all the years that we've we've been doing it, we haven't ever needed to do that. No, I don't... We say save your money and maybe get a, a family shoot the, the year after or something or spend your money on something else on your wedding day. Because actually you can have so many photos from the wedding day, your engagement shoot kind of is null and void then because you've got so many beautiful ones of you in your wedding dress. That's what you're going to have on display. The engagement shoots... Um, obviously this is just our preference. Obviously it works sure. very well for other people. But um, it's not like a real situation because it's not at the point where they got engaged. It's just a photo shoot. So, um, and if you if you're concerned about not being relaxed because you don't like having your photo taken, all that kind of stuff, on your wedding day, your adrenaline is pumping. It doesn't matter. You you've just got married. All your friends and family are there. We whisk you off to have your his and hers photos, and we're when in location for maybe five ten minutes we're not there for ages so we're literally about putting the bride and groom in a beautiful surrounding where they've chosen and then just having a chat with them and just trying to like say right case you know loosen up it's not it's not you know it's not sort of sultry and you know serious it's it's your wedding day let's just have a chat and and just talk about what you what's just happened and then in by doing that actually their expressions come through and their real personalities come through so we haven't yet had one bride or groom who was not been happy with those and we've never done a, a, an engagement shoot okay. so but we have had lots of inquiries for them but we just yeah, sure, we discourage we them one thing that i often find can be a bit of an issue with church weddings is the vicar or priest may or may not be so happy with photographers snapping away during the ceremony mm. do you find that we have found that there's not much you can do really if you've got an objection from um, a vicar or a priest that doesn't want you at the front of the church it's their church and unfortunately they do have the last call so but in the eight years that we've done it we've only had it a handful of times not even that so um it's just important to maybe have that meeting with the vicar 
or priests beforehand ask him what this policy is and i think you know if you just explain to him that you know the photographer be in one place he can't move you know that the photographer's not me moving around a lot um and go from there really but really there's not much you can do about it it is really difficult though isn't it because yeah. I, I know that sometimes and i guess sometimes i think maybe it's they've had a bad experience yes. or somebody's not been that respectful in the church and so you know either they've been jumping around or, or whatever and yeah. it's put them off and they've just sort of said never again but then that's obviously hard for you know for you guys coming in having to deal with that when all you really want to do is is obviously get as many sort of shots as you can the day yeah, yeah you just have- want to give a whole um a whole record of the day which includes the ceremony so for us as photographers we're like really frustrated if we mm. can't get to the front however if we can't then we we are at the back and we do take some sneaky photos at the back but you know it's not as nice as being at the front but again there's nothing you can do about it however if they do put up an objection um you could possibly ask him if he could speak to the photographer direct um and find out whether, you know, there are certain conditions that he would allow, like no flash, um, not moving around, um, being stationary in the whole ceremony. So, you know, that's one option as well. So you've pretty much got your, your day sorted, you've got your photography sorted, you've got your images come back after your wedding. Then what? How do you go about choosing which images to use? Um, an album, you know, on a disc? How, how does it work? Okay, so we're different in that we give you everything. So we snap away all day. We get rid of um, the photos that have got double chins in or like, you know, halfway through a conversation, you pull that funny face, you know, so we get rid of those. But the rest of the photos that you get and you get them all high resolution. um, So you can share with your friends and family. You can blow them up as big as you like. So we give you those as a given on a memory stick. And then we also create a photo storybook, which um, contains hundreds of photos. We don't count photos because we think we're in a digital age. There's no need to anymore. Um, so we create that photo storybook from scratch. Every book is very different. It'll reflect your day. So if your day is um, more traditional, the book will have a traditional feel. If it's more funky, if it's more sort of edgy, that's that's what the book will look like. We also do thank you cards, um, which is like a montage of the, of the day. We get those to the brides about two to three weeks after the wedding so that they can then thank the guests for coming and thank you for their gifts. That's fabulous because quite often when the, which we're talking about this in a couple of episodes time, but when you're thinking about your stationery and your invitations and everything, thank you cards is something that you often have to have to get, uh, yeah. you know, through your station. So to to be given those as part of the package is fab. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a snippet of the day on there as well, so the, the guests get to see. You know, at least sort of. There's usually about ten photographs on there. Isn't yeah, there? about yeah. that. Yeah, montage Lovely. of the day. So it's and they, and we've timed it so they get it when they come back from their honeymoon. So. Um, mm. That's their first little snippet of it, and then we'll. So yeah. you you get that all to them within about two weeks of the wedding. Thank no, you, cards. thank you, cards. thank you, cards. Yeah, yes, and fantastic. then obviously everything else. And then comes up. Yeah. So ha- what sort of length of time would it take? Because obviously there's a lot of snaps to go through and yeah, and, and yeah. edit, isn't it? Um, we say up to twelve weeks. I say up to twelve weeks in our busy periods. Yeah. It, we're in the sort of off peak times. It's it can be less than that, but we like to say twelve weeks, and we'll get them to you. We've covered so much today. Thanks so much. It's absolutely brilliant. Lovely to have you here. Nice and you. thanks for coming in. It's exciting. Uh, so Ros and Kirsty from Ros and Kirsty Photography in Swansea. Thanks so much for joining us today. So we've spent you know, some time here going through all of these different elements with Ros and Kirsty. And just as a result of all that, here are some of the, the key things that you want to take away from today. First of all, good photographers 
do get booked up super, super early. So make sure you start researching sooner rather than later as photos are the only thing you're going to get to keep after the day and you really want to get the best possible images you can get. The next thing is about whether you get a friend to do it or not. It really is a false economy because you just might end up with dreadful pictures or no pictures at all when they forget that you're a photographer um, and they've you know had a couple of drinks too many. The next thing to think about is researching your photographers. Check that you really, really love the way they photograph, the style that they use, the way they capture moments and, and use that as your starting point. And then go ahead and meet a couple of photographers because it's so, so important that you're comfortable with them, that you gel with them and they'll make you relaxed on the day. And to be quite honest, you've got to have fun. We were talking about that. It's, it's all about having fun and making the most of a really special day and making sure that your guests are also comfortable and relaxed in front of the photographers. So think carefully about who you pick. And consider the, the photos that you want taken across the course of the day. Do you really want your photographer to capture absolutely everything? Do you want them to focus on traditional group shots? Do you want them to, you know, get a real sense of the whole day? Just think about the, the key things you really, really want covered. Don't forget to speak to your vicar or your priest if you're getting married in a church, just to make sure that they are okay with the photographer snapping away during the ceremony. And, and if they're not, try and work out whether there's a way that between the photographer and the vicar, there's a compromise. Um, and, you know, you, you, you should hopefully be able to get some, some images of your, of your ceremony. And how do you want to record those images afterwards? Do you want a photo album? Do you want everything on a memory stick? Um, you know, there are lots of options, but check out what your photographer does and doesn't offer. So if you have any questions about photography or anything else that we haven't covered today, email them to me on podcast at weddingsbyzoe.co.uk. That's podcast at weddingsbyzoe.co.uk. And I'll see if I can get you an answer. I'd love to hear about what you want me to cover in future episodes too. Next episode, I can't wait for this one. We're talking wedding dresses and I'll be joined by the fantastic Aoife from Coco Mio Bridal and Cruis Road in Cardiff, who'll be answering all of your questions on selecting your perfect wedding dress. So join me again here for episode six. You'll be able to find all of our previous episodes on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts by searching for the icing on the cake. If you click subscribe, then every episode will automatically download for you when it's ready. So you won't even have to go searching for it. Everything Ross, Kirsty, and I have talked about today will be in the show notes on my website, which is weddingsbyzoe.co.uk slash icing on the cake. That's weddingsbyzoe.co.uk slash icing on the cake. The Icing on the Cake is a Bengo Media production. Thanks again for joining me today. And until next time, happy planning. Happy planning.